Yeah, you bet you, bud. Welcome into another episode of What's Up, Belly Up. I am, I guess today I am coming coming back with hosting gig. I am Mike Brown. My co-host here, Zach Mack. He's had enough of the uh, the hosting the hosting gig. So, uh, looking uh, looking forward to a good show. Without sports, there's there's some some decent topics to to talk about this week. We got a little LeBron uh, made a comment about training for the NFL in the potential 2011 lockout season. A little Michael Thomas, Devontae Parker, beef. Uh, I think that was on Instagram. Uh, Bartolo Colon says he wants to come back to the Mets. Was this his 30th year? And then a little uh, Stanley Cup uh, possible 2014 format. Uh, you know, uh, a lot to talk about in uh, in no, I guess, uh, no sports time. So what's going on, Zach? How are things going, man? Dude, I'm doing well. As I mentioned to you off air, I got a little sun this weekend, so I'm wearing this bandana. So I'm you know, you, how do you – so you've been out enjoying the sun. I think this week you've had oh, – so you've got Puck Puck Pass. We do What's Up, Belly Up. You do fantasy live. It's just fun. You, you you enjoy the sun. You dabble in writing. You know this is all Tuesday. Uh, what what's the rest of the week got in store for you? <laughs> it just keeps going and going, man. I guess, man. I mean, you guys are uh, not not to get away from anything, but you guys are really a uh, puck puck pass. Obviously, you guys have uh, really really kind of taken a hold on the. Uh, the uh, Twitter live, the the bust that we uh, we anointed it. Uh, I know you guys got some tricks up your sleeve, um, and then obviously transition to you've joined with the the fantasy football guys. Been a big part of that show. Um, you know, for for your take, you're a very I mean hockey oriented guy, but you know sports. So what's it like bouncing around to these shows? I mean, is there one? And you, and you don't have to you don't have to. Uh, you know, if you if if fantasy live is what makes you happy, you don't have to let KJ down <laughs> like that. So. But I mean, how, how do you prep? I mean, uh, I, I know I talked about our topics and, and like I said, what we're going to do here. But how do, how do you prep transitioning from one thing to another? Are you just I mean, sports is your thing. So it's so it's easy for you. You just like you just like that camera, that limelight. So, yeah, I mean, well, let's just say this. In the iRacings, I root for the puck puck pass car. So. We'll let that speak for itself. But, I mean, in general, obviously it's tough. There's no sports going on right now, so it's tough wherever. Um, football, hockey, what's up, LA Up? I mean, we're talking about LeBron possibly playing football back in 2011. So, uh, you know, it's – but it's fun, you know. Obviously, we're, we're trying to we're trying to talk sports. We're trying to do the so, best we so can. So, literally, literally, Zach and I show here what's up, LA Up. It's probably the most wing it show. Yeah, uh, Zach will literally text uh, text me Tuesday. We record Tuesday evening. He'll, he'll literally text me Tuesday, like late afternoon, with "What's up, belly up?" question mark Because it's just to the point where, like, what are we going to talk about? And then when we commit to it, we're like, "All right, what are we going to talk about?" And we're like, "Oh shit, we got to find some topics." Where I know I feel like the the fantasy show is phenomenal as far as planning. These guys are down to the T, you know. I mean, you guys got your own things to cover. I know Puck Puck Pass, you guys, there's a lot of planning in that. Um, but as far – I would assume this is probably the most difficult show for you, right? Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, for for the fantasy one, that's that's the most fun to prep for. And then talking to those guys is uh, – I just have a blast doing that. And Puck Puck Pass is more just like me and KJ just trying to we, – we also kind of do the same what we do. We just kind of come up with shit if we can, but it's usually a little bit more advanced. This one, you're right, though. This it, This is a hard one to do. 
we 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 literally give ourselves two hours of prep for this stuff. Yeah. So you can't make fun of us too bad. But uh, but anyways, moving on. Just wanted to give a little spotlight on the old Zach Mack. He he puts in a lot of time, a lot of effort. We we appreciate uh, what you do and the and the personality you have become. You're blossoming before our eyes. <laughs> this is the most belly up of the pods. Yes. But anyways, moving on, we'll get right into some sports here. I guess if you can consider this, um, I don't know the source or, or who, who said it first, or, or I, I don't know if I, I saw it, but I don't know if there was a recording of LeBron talking about this pretty much saying in 2011, uh, you know, lockout season based off of what was going to happen. He was mentally preparing himself to train for the NFL. Um, you know, how much, how much of this do you think is true or how much do you think is this just an athlete being an athlete saying, you know, I can, you know, if, if this isn't going to be here, I'm going to be able to slide into the next best thing. Yeah, this is, uh, this is true. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm looking like big outlets. Uh, Yahoo sports has it. Apparently late LeBron James has a framed contract offer from the Cowboys. So I, I'm not sure. Jerry I mean, Jones. Yes. Yeah. We'd have to get Jerry to corroborate that. I think. He probably, he probably did it, though. But, sure. I mean, imagine. He, he said he didn't know how long the lockout was going to last. He's talking with his trainer. They started, uh, what did they do, like, up his bench press. He started doing, like, football-type workouts. And I just, can you imagine? Like, what he would have been tight end, wide receiver, tight end. I mean, he's like, what is he, 6'8"? So, I mean, you're, yeah, you're, you're pushing – tight end to, to, to I mean, he's a, physic, a physical specimen, obviously, but the, my biggest comparison would be like a Megatron wide receiver, but I think Megatron was only 6'5". Um, and I think LeBron's 260. Uh, Megatron was probably 240, you know? So, so yeah, tight end, you, I mean, where you're at, I mean, that, that that's a that's a big boy. I know he was a star in, in high school, but we're talking about uh, high school. He hasn't played since high school. So how do you think if – if this did happen, you know, how say he, he was a tight end, you know, do you think he could transition at a high level and play? I don't think, uh, you know, um, stamina and stuff like that would, would play a, uh, play an issue in it because I think basketball up and down the court, you know, you're, you're built for that. But do you think he could excel at a high level in the NFL? I think so. Tight. I'm thinking about it now. Tight end is tough because – you got to block as a tight end quite a bit. And you can't just, if you're throwing him out there only on passing play, like I'm just, I don't see LeBron going from NBA to NFL and being willing to block like down after down. Like I just, I just think you're too soft at that point. But put him at a wide receiver, I don't know how fast he is in football equipment. That's another question I'd have. So I obviously, like you said, physical specimen, hell of an athlete. I w- I'm just – I would be more curious. I don't I don't know. I can't doubt him seeing what he's been able to do, but I also can't be like he just – I can't automatically say he'd be great because he's great at basketball. No, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, it would, it would have been very interesting to, to see it happen. Uh, do I think he could compete? I think tight ends nowadays – I think there is nowadays – there's a huge significance in tight end. There is the – it seems like every team has a roster with a with a pass or, or I mean a, a run blocking tight end, and then your kind of specialty uh, slot kind of move them around the formation, which I think that's the role he would fit into. But uh, you know, I know I'm not saying from from experience, but 
hearing about things is I, I don't see him transitioning to the NFL and it being taken lightly because I think the NFL players would make it to their, their due diligence to make sure that, you know, he's not just going to come in here and, and play right. at a high level. We're going to do everything we can to make him look, uh, you know, mediocre. How sick would LeBron James the red zone threat? That that'd be just. Uh, so I'm saying, just toss there, it up, you're good to go. Yeah, and he's up there in conversations with uh, Bo Jackson about being duo sports. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're talking Bo. You're talking Dion. That's what I was trying to think of. Like, you know, who who can you compare it to? Which I don't think there's there's never been a basketball football player. There's been baseball football. Um, yeah, I don't think there. Yeah, I I don't think there's ever been that opportunity i don't even know because the way the seasons line up and everything like that but uh, i mean that's here nor there uh nobody's doubting him being a physical specimen but but it, but it's weird why maybe it's because we're coronavirus style we're all sitting here there's no sports you know why does something like this come up now you know i mean topic for news maybe a headline i mean that, that's what he's good for i'm sure uh, i haven't turned esp on for a while i'm sure they're running with it right now you know bleacher report loves loves lebron anything he does so <laughs> So uh, but, uh, well, let's let's go off script for a second since we're talking about duo sports. How this just popped into my head? How long does Kyler Murray have to be unsuccessful in the NFL before he jumps ship to the MLB? Ah, uh, I'm saying a full five years because I think even a in his position, he could be a backup and still be considered successful. Because I think I wouldn't say the easiest job as a backup quarterback, but that's probably the best job in the NFL because you're holding a clipboard. Maybe you're one play away from actually getting on the field, but you're also collecting millions of dollars. So I think it would have to be a full five seasons, but it would have to be a full five seasons of absolutely sucking. Yeah, I think so too. What I don't think there's – I don't know. That's that's probably a stupid question. I was going to say, is there any chance that he does great in football and then goes and does great in football? I don't, I don't think so. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, who, who's to say – because I know you didn't watch the, the Last yeah. Dance documentary, but – um, you know, they touched on when Michael Jordan retired from the NBA and, and went to play baseball. And when he first came over, you know, he was getting fastball. So he, he was hitting the ball. He was doing great. And then, then people figured out how to pitch him. And he was just like any other athlete. But the way you talk about LeBron being in the weight room and stuff saying, you know, they, the weight trainers in baseball told him that if you want to success succeed, in the MLB, it's going to ruin your base or ruin your basketball career if you ever want to go back because the weight training, the way things are so different, uh, the way he's going to put on masks, the way the things the things that they're going to do that are going to hurt his basketball, you know, I mean stuff like that. So, so it's it's crazy to think, you know, how like Dion, you know, Bo Jackson. To me, Bo Jackson was a physical specimen um, because he was muscle. Dion, to me, he was like just that that skinny dude that was just fast as hell, and he can just go anywhere and you know do anything. And I think that's what made him successful. Yeah, Dion had wrong. talent at the wazoo. Yeah, you, I mean, he still played outfield. I mean, and he was able to run the bases and stuff like that. So, so it's definitely a special special breed of player. But I guess before we move on, do you think in our in our lifetime from here till the end, do we see a dual dual threat? Or a dual sport athlete. Man, I would say with the way modern medicine is just like steering people to be so good at one specific thing, I don't think so. See, I I want to agree with your take on modern medicine, but I want to spin it the other way. I would think in any normal world, no, not going to happen. But because of modern medicine, the way 
things are to able to heal your body, the, the platelet transfers, all that kind of random stuff. I think it, it opens the door because you're talking about now, you're talking about football players that, uh, you know, they're, they're physical weapons. There's, they have to tackle a correct way. I mean, you could physically kill somebody on the field because these guys are so big and running four two four three speed. It's unheard of. So it's only going to evolve and continue to get greater and greater. So I do think something's going to going to happen. But uh, you know, you touched on Kyler Murray. I think it w- it was shocking. Obviously, he decided to go the NFL route. Uh, I don't I don't see him transitioning to baseball. But I think because of modern medicine and everything evolving, I think there that we will see somebody. Uh, but I I don't think it's anytime soon anyways. I always think about, like, pitchers back in the day would pitch, like, a ridiculous amount of innings. Over 100. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i just saying they would throw 100 balls every game. It didn't matter. There was no cutoff. Yeah, and pitchers in a game. And, I was, like, we just limit – I feel like we limit the workload and, like – I feel like that trend has to reverse in order to see that. Cause I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's, you know, the, every sport has made a lot of advancements. Uh, you know, and this is one thing totally off topic, and I know that we do this a lot, but the thing that for football, everybody wants wants more football in their life. That's what everybody they get up Sundays they love it. But I think about, you know, you're talking about a 17 game season. That's going to ruin every record that was ever created because you're adding an extra game, you know? So, so you're giving these guys another opportunity to break a record that was, you know, maybe never going to get broke because they didn't have that extra game. They didn't, that, that's the kind of things is, you know, as, as we evolve as players, as we evolve as, uh, and, you know, just in general, once we make those changes, I don't think it hurts the game any means, but I think it hurts the long, the long-term stat- statistics and the Hall of Fames. I mean, Hall of Fame, I guess, maybe not, but but overall individual records, team records, and stuff like that. And Again, not to go off script because we're talking about LeBron training for the NFL, but uh, but regardless, that that's kind of my take. Uh, we can move into this uh, a little more football news here. Uh, th- this one's kind of funny. We actually had an article posted on our website about this. Uh, it was actually really good. Michael Thomas, Devontae Parker, uh, having beef on uh, on Twitter, or, I mean on Instagram, and I think it was it was about who would you re- or something about Stephon Gilmore and Michael Thomas, and there was a split screen, and somehow Devontae Parker said Stephon Gilmore. It would, it would be harder to match up against him than, or, or, or I don't know exactly what it was, but it was Michael Thomas's post or, or maybe it wasn't even Michael Thomas's post. He just had happened to be in it. So Michael Thomas took, took offense to this and it, and it led out to an all out. I, I don't know. I don't know if you've, if you've read it all, but, but uh, what, what did you think of all this? I, I feel like I see Michael Thomas in so many uh, conversations of him whining and crying and I'm Ohio state guy. So that, that offends me, you know, we, we don't breathe our players like that, but, uh, but you know, What's your take on this? Um, you know, is this just just another COVID effect? There's absolutely nothing to talk about right now, so these guys are just stroking their egos. Maybe let me let me start off by asking you this: before we get into, this, how do you feel about Michael Thomas as a player? I don't know how deep you are into fantasy leagues, so fantasy aside, or you can include fantasy. I, you know what? I don't give a shit. Uh, how do you feel about Michael Thomas as a wide receiver? Is he number one? 
Uh, not number one, but he's he's a he's a close. He's he's a number two. I, well, I guess I would say he's a top three. It depends on what kind of league, what kind of format. PPR, PPR, he'd really really push for the number one spot just just by balls. Uh, I mean, throwing to him, but just by catches alone. I mean, 154 balls or something like that. That adds up real quick. You got a Julio Jones that can catch 70 balls in a season, but he's still well over a thousand yards. But he's not getting the touchdowns where Michael Thomas will have. 150, or I mean, 120, 130 balls thrown to him. Or, I mean, not thrown to him, caught a uh, thousand yards. That all adds up. So huge, significant uh, fantasy player. Uh, I mean, he, he's he's been well over uh, a thousand yards every year. My concern, as far as a player, and, and this is very Tom Brady esque and New England Patriots esque. Uh, when Drew Brees leaves the Saints, what what is his value then? So you're are you very much on the side that Drew Brees made Michael Thomas? Uh, I think a good quarterback that focuses on a uh, a good receiver and pretty much feeds that receiver. Yes, absolutely. Because we saw Calvin Johnson was productive, but Stafford didn't constantly force him the ball. I think as a fan, we wanted Stafford to constantly force the ball to to Calvin Moore, and he didn't. So this just just shows that Drew Brees. He forces the ball, and at this point, they've got. I mean, Ted Ginn, everybody, everybody's gone on that team now. So this year could be his last year, essentially, really getting forced the ball. But he may draw some double coverages. But, but yes, I'm very pro Michael Thomas fantasy. I think a lot of it, you're right, has to do with the chemistry between Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. My thing is, I see people from time to time on Twitter because the the question is, is Michael Thomas the best receiver in the game? And people are talking about how he gets targeted so much, short routes, you know, it's he's not getting a deep ball, but, I mean, we touched on the chemistry, but Michael Thomas is a great route runner. And yeah. if he gets yards after the catch, if he's running slants, get first downs, nine touchdowns each of the last two years, I I don't understand the hate he gets. I, he, he produces. So I I just, I don't understand. People say, you know, he's, it's, it's, and it's, because they're getting compared to receivers that can only run the deep ball. And that's that's my thing. Yeah. So and and so now flipping over to this beef, I just wanted to state my stance on uh Michael Thomas because I feel like he gets a lot of beef for no reason. Not no reason, but little reason. You know, in, in but but what's true though is if you pull up Devontae Parker's stats, he may not have the yards, but he's made his bread and butter between the lines, between the marks, uh, in the slot, catching passes, uh, you know, he 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 doesn't have the, the overall yardage, but he catches a lot of balls. So these guys are very similar in a sense that they catch a lot of balls. I think Thomas gets uh, a lot of more yards after the catch. But uh, essentially this is what it came up to is it said, which is tougher, A, make a catch while guarded by St- Stephon Gilmore or break up a pass while guarding Michael Thomas. Devontae Parker said uh, – uh, or, I mean, uh, Devontae Parker said, hey, that's all he wrote. Yep. And instantly can't guard Mike, wrote Devontae Parker, for you, yes. Go run some numbers up, then you can talk. Uh, I te- What did he say? I lapped you, and you've been in the league longer than me, the first, than first rounder. And then it just kept going back and forth. Devontae wrote back, I uh, got some hard feelings there, brother. Let me get targeted 300 times a game. So exactly what we're talking <laughs> about. But both both these quarterbacks are, are – are highly productive because of targets. Can't guard Mike, wrote back. Devontae Parker, in other words, you weak. They don't even put your name in the same sentence as me. Remember that. 
So it just kept going back and forth. I think they're very comparable players. I think Devontae Parker, from a fantasy standpoint, is always a fringe player um, that, that's got real value. Um, but but Mike Thomas, is, I, I, he, he's always going to be uh, highly heralded. Uh, definitely a top five receiver. I think he can be top two, three, especially PPR. But, but anyways, to what we're talking about, again, is this just – Players, I mean, I mean, do you think there's real beef in the NFL, or is it just like these guys just want to hit it, hit at each other, you know, like be hard on each other? I mean, I guess I think there is some real beef, but I mean, do you think this is like something that really means anything? Was I what I didn't catch when I saw it is if you still haven't pulled up, is it uh, Devon, did Devontae Parker post it or did he comment on someone else's post? It, yeah, it was all it was was a comment. And um, who posted it? Was, I don't know if it was Bleacher Report or let me check here real quick again. Oh, come on here. All right. Let's see. It looks like. Yeah, that, that little mouse on my Internet treadmill is taking forever. Fox. Fox NFL. Oh, um, so it's just posted. a comment. Yeah. And uh, Devontae Parker posted. But it's just Michael Thomas being a crybaby, isn't it? Well, like just just let him comment, move on. Do you so think it's a publicity stunt? Well, I, that was my next thing. Is there, you know, is there a stunt like that? That, uh, you know, is it just putting your name in the headlines at this point? You know, I think it might be. I mean, you talked about it. it's quarantine. I mean, there's nothing. I don't know though. Football players. Plus, football looks like it's probably going to come back. I don't know. I think Michael Thomas is just – he might be just fed up with people talking shit about he doesn't catch the deep ball. Well, in in just a uh, – Don't let it get to your head, bro. That's my advice to him. Well, yeah. Play, and but, Play ball, you know? And you know what's funny, though, is is Michael Thomas, I will say, is is a very, very active on Twitter. And he is very, very active on a political standpoint, very anti-President Trump, which we're not talking politics, but uh, he 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 makes things uh, known. He's I mean, he's tweeting. He's tweeting constantly. There there was a picture of uh, Mike Evans and uh, LaShawn, uh, I mean, uh, LaShawn uh, Lattimore. And he talked about bully ball in the bio 2021 uh, New England. Sorry. I mean, he's just he's. He almost comes off as a thug, and I don't like to say that because there's very people can take that and run with it and, and depict the words. And I don't mean uh, it has anything to do with his color, the color of his skin, or anything like that. But he comes off very like, you know, this is how it is, how I post it, and if you disagree with me, we'll fuck you. Well, that's fine. You're an athlete. I mean, everybody has that freedom. But I think on a broad spectrum, in the limelight as an athlete, you almost you're you're almost highly regarded better if you just don't respond to those kind of things. If you, if it doesn't, you you when you get a rise out of somebody or when somebody gets a rise out of you, that's what they want. You know that's that's the intentions. So so like you said, I mean we're, here we are. We're rambling on about Michael Thomas and Devontae Parker talking about it for ten minutes for absolutely no reason. Why? I'm looking it up on my phone. Is it relevant? No, probably not. But that's where we are in sports right now. It is what I it guess. Is. It's- yeah, I guess it could be worse, but but that that's enough football news. We're gonna move on to the old big sexy, uh, and that's Bartolo Colon. 
not a lot to talk about here other than he wants to come back. He wants to come back to the Mets. I want him to come back. Honestly, to tell you the truth, I love playing fantasy baseball. It's a long season. And I've always I've always seemed like he was on my waiver wire to or my watch list because he can get hot and he can rattle you off four or five wins in a row when you need it. And I feel like he's always consistent uh, to a point where he's relevant in the league. He can still pitch. I mean, the stuff he does, his antics, it, it's it's great. It's great for the game. Um, you know, it's just like you said, I, I want him to come back. I mean, if if he's physically able, I mean, you're talking pitchers in their mid thirties that can barely even function. This dude's got to be in his mid forties and weighs three hundred and fifty pounds. I, I don't know. I'm just speculating, but I mean, <laughs> you know, th- this guy is 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 great for the game. Would love to come back. Um, I think for the Mets organization. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter. It's not like you're going to sell tickets or anything at this point. But I think I think it's good for the game to see him on TV and stuff like that. I love it. Um, in in more so the pitching than uh, him actually getting in the, the batting box and hitting a few dingers here and there. Yeah, it's uh, there's not many more likable guys in baseball than Bartolo Colon. I feel like the nickname Big Sexy obviously is just hilarious. And then he's played for like ten teams, I think. So he's not really like your guy, and he's also like not really your rival. So it, plus you're right. I mean, it's, it's like it's a young pitcher's league. And for him to still be relevant, plus Jack and Homers, I mean, like, baseball is so goddamn boring and needs big sexy. You know what I'm saying? Like, come back for five more years as far as I care. So, oh, okay. So, I'm I, I'm glad you talked about Jack and Homers. Let's talk about this real quick. I saw the other day on Twitter, you – I don't know. What the hell was that? You were talking to some bot, and the bot pretty much <laughs> called you out and said, said Zach Mack up, and you struck your ass out. <laughs> That's Tweetball, bro. You know, play I have tweet no ball. clue what that is. No. Oh my god! So if you follow Tweetball, bro, it'll it'll put you in random bit, random ass bot run baseball games. I I fucking jacked Homer one day. I I struck out the other day. It's the first time I ever struck out. Uh, I think I have a two game hitting streak, maybe. So yeah, I think we just we just uh, timed out there a little bit. We back. Shit, what was the last thing you heard? Uh, they put you in a random order. <laughs> Bot ball puts you in a random order. All right, here you go, bro. If you've never played tweet ball, you just you follow them. I think all you have to do is follow them. They put you in a random order, random games on random days. It's ran by a bot system, and you just like I hit a ho- fucking home run one day. I struck out the other day, like you saw, but. I think I have a two-game hitting streak going on right now. I was just—I was just gonna say, can you please, like you guys used to do the the hockey, uh, you know, your pick them and you kept your record. Can you can you keep your batting keep your batting information so we can do like a player profile on you? Yeah, I I got I gotta go back and look at it. I think I've only okay. been in like I, I've been on it for months and I've only been in like three games. It runs games every really? day though. I had I had to mute that shit because it just filled my timeline with just at bats at bats at bats. That's awesome. I mean, so is it just like, is there an actual game or is it just in a bat, at bat after at bat after at bat? It's just a bot doing, I don't know. I don't think it, I don't even think it's on a game. I think it's literally just randomized. I have no idea how it works. Who the hell sits in their parents' basement 
and says, hey, this is what I'm going to come up with. This is going to make me a bunch of No money. advertising, no nothing on it. I don't know why it exists. They don't follow, anybody. Don't. They don't follow anybody. I think they have close to 10,000 followers. Yeah, it's insane. You just got to follow it and mute that shit. And then you'll only get notifications when you're up to bat. When they say your name. God, how far we've strayed from Bartolo Colon. That's baseball. But I guess that's, that's the pinnacle be. of baseball excitement right there. Tweet ball. So, what, so what's your take on hitting a baseball? It's just not that hard, dude. Like, honestly, real, real if we I, all I want people to do is is change the phrase to "it's not that hard." No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. They say the hardest thing in sports is to hit a baseball. I just want them to change it and say the hardest thing in sports is to get a base hit. That's what I want you to say. Because it's really not that hard to fucking chop a ball straight down. They. It's. I'm not going on this tangent right now, but I'm just saying. I, I just feel like this is going to be like. I just want a, the cliche a video, a video intro to our uh, to our next podcast. This 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 little clip here, it might make some uh, make some noise. So because base, baseball but, uh, players right. are just they're just they want so bad for something to be hard for them. It's just their life. It's never been hard. So just they want something to be hard. So hitting a baseball so, uh, is hard. So our baseball our baseball players athletes. Yes. We're going down the rabbit hole. Yes, yeah, some baseball players are athletes. Some, oh, gee. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, moving on to, to the Zach specialty. Uh, enlighten me. Give me give me the old uh, knowledge. Drop the bomb here. What What is the Stanley Cup thinking right now? When are they thinking, if there is even maybe a potential date for the Stanley Cup, uh, I guess, format? No potential date yet. This, I mean, there's been – a Few people reporting that they're like a hundred percent confident. I think it was an owner or GM or something. Hundred percent confident that the Stanley Cup will be awarded this season. So now we're pretty much looking at this twenty-four team format that they're throwing around. This idea that they're around seems to get a lot of traction. It's every like Montreal's twenty-fourth. It's every team uh, with a five hundred record. If you slice off the overtime losses, Montreal's thirty-one, thirty-one and nine. So, so let me ask you, where do the Red Wings stack up? Oh yeah, bro. They're the only one. They were the only ones when the lockout happened, mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. The only ones. <laughs> so they could have done a thirty-team tournament. Detroit wouldn't have been in it. Yeah, <laughs> so, so contemplating this twenty-four team and five hundred and up, uh, just uh, obviously repeating what you said. So, so who? I mean, I'm not going to hold you to it, and I'm not going to have America hold you to it. But who are your who are the number one seeds technically? Who who do you think they'd be right now? I, I, I'm asking you, little legitimately. I don't know who technically would probably have the best records. Uh, depending on how they would seed it, um, I mean, Boston's the best team in the East, and St. Louis is the best team in the West. As it ended, but like some teams have played more than other teams. So they were talking about doing some round robin. There's going to be an entry, possibly an entry series that'll cut it from 24 to the normal 16 format, and you'll do like a little. So they, I say almost, is it like, is it one game playoff? Is it like March Madness style? I, they were saying best of three, maybe. So you got to win okay. two or some round robins instead. I, either way, I don't know. It's it'd be weird if like the twenty fourth team knocked off the. Well, if you right if away, you did it yeah. like that, like it'd be yeah. So you've got eight because you're trying to kick eight out. So like the ninth team, twenty four beats nine, and all yeah. of a sudden you've got Montreal in the sixteenth playoff. So I don't. It depends on how they do the seating. I don't know. I haven't looked too much into it, but 
I'd be glad to see a Stanley Cup awarded. I'm worried about injuries being a factor leading into next season. So, yeah, I was actually just going to say that. So, if they do that, obviously this deep, I wouldn't say deep into the season because the season would be over. Uh, and, and maybe they haven't even said this, but would they potentially then plan to start the 2021 season at the same, the normal start date? Who knows? I think optimistically they want to. They, they keep saying like that's important. It's an important factor, but. I mean, I think we saw NASCAR this weekend. Uh, I think that's a very different sport uh, because obviously these guys driving in a tractor by themselves. Grant, there's their pit crew, their team, and stuff like that, which it was significantly smaller. Everybody made a big stink about some spotters being close to each other and stuff like that. So it was good to see NASCAR back. Just sports in general, some kind of normalcy on a Sunday. So I think teams are going to follow suit, but – I know we're talking about the Stanley Cup, but but have you heard? And what's your what's your thoughts on the? It seems like the NBA is really pushing to make a comeback, but this is the one sport that the players are really pushing back that they don't want to be on the court. The the main problem to me is if we go back, if we bring sports back, and even if we like send people back into society and the numbers start to go back up, especially if like athletes and coaches and behind the scenes, trainers, blah, blah, blah. If Kate, if they start getting new cases, like we're probably effed out of sports for years, years, like, years, years. Yes. So that is a huge worry. I understand people wanting to wait. I don't mind scrapping these seasons. What was it? The uh, hockey, basketball, yeah, and then, I mean, this- Baseball, scrap it. Football, I don't even care. Scrap it. We'll start at baseball next year. This time next year, start baseball. And and I would rather sacrifice one full year of sports than like three years down the road. So I, I think baseball has made it very well known that they very much plan on playing this season without anyone in attendance, which is going to be – you know, you watch a NASCAR race, That's you don't really focus on the crowd. Baseball, nobody behind home plate heckling, all that kind of stuff. That's going to be very different. Um, same thing with football. Uh, to me, I, I agree with you 100%, whether your stance is on this is a real thing or not. Uh, I mean, you can look at the numbers. Some people, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. It, that's not what we're here to debate. But like you said, you know, th- there's to me, I agree with you. If you're going to scrap something, scrap the, the halfway point of the NBA season, or not the halfway point, the close to the playoffs, same thing with hockey. What are you going to do? You're just going to say, okay, this this year had asterisk when there's no Stanley Cup champion, there's no NBA champion, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I don't think because of these organizations, the way that money is involved, that it's going to happen. It, it's going to be played one way or another. And it, it is going to risk, like you said, the potential of something – to the point where it's years and years down the road that there is no normalcy. I mean, we talk about, you know, you know, China and, and Korea and like states, or I mean, states, geez, uh, places like that where, I mean, these people go out in public wearing masks every day. I mean, they're obviously the SARS epidemic. You know, I'm no doctor. I don't know enough about it, but it's to the point where it is like that. Like some people either take it serious to what they believe and, the, and you're serious and my serious may be different. You know, I work in, in retail. I have to wear a mask. I work in Ohio. I have to wear a mask. Um, you know, if you go out in public, do you wear a mask? You know, that's that's your business. I, I don't care. 
but everybody handles it differently. And, you know, it's, it's going to be very crazy to see how it works out. I agree with you. I know I keep reiterating that don't see it happening. I think sports are going to happen in some way, shape or form. I think NFL, definitely Uh, NHL. I think they're leaning towards this. Like you're talking about Uh, MLB. I think it's going to happen. It'll be, I think what will be very interesting is college football because you're talking, if you can't go to school, how are you going to tell these kids to play football? That's what will be very interesting to me. And we're going to talk about that next week because there's already programs dropping. I think I mean, you or, or South Carolina, something like that. There's been like at least six or seven schools that have dropped at least one program. Some have dropped multiple programs. I'm sure by this time next week, it's going to be more. Uh, well, so shit, uh, here in Ohio, Bowling Green, um, Mm-hmm. They've got a uh, you know a good sports program. I, I wouldn't say they're like top in the MAC, but I think they dropped their their basketball. I mean not basketball. I'm baseball. sorry, baseball. Yep. And uh, you know that that's you know unheard of because that's a pretty mainstream sport. Bowling Green is very good at hockey as well. Yeah, shit went before hockey. Before. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. That it's very rare that you see like uh, your your American American type deal. You know the 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 bread and butter go. So it's very crazy. It's, it's very scary, especially in the position we're at as sports reporters, podcasters, analysts, you know, whatever we call ourselves. This is, this isn't something we do, you know, for a living. It's something we'd like to do as a living, but it's very scary and and very real, no matter what side you're on, because, you know, there's, there's so many implications. There's so many different things telling you, you have to do this. You have to do this. I don't think sports go away. But it'll be very interesting, like I said, with, with college. I guess college sports across the board. Yeah, it's always uh, fuck them kids, though, you know. Because <laughs> we because we lived it and, and made it through. But mm-hmm. dude, can you imagine? I mean, Memphis, Memphis, like last year, you guys embraced that. You went to college game day. It was the first time in how many years? Memphis had a, a successful team. The hype around that. You stayed up all night long making a sign, and then you froze your ass off. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, can you just imagine, like, I know going to college what it was like. And I'll tell my kids, you know what? If you don't want to go to college, that's one thing. But I think you need to at least go to a semester and experience it because that's something that you're never going to you're never going to forget for the rest of your life. I'll tell you what, bro. I mean, I went to college on a lacrosse scholarship. If I went to if I went to college on a lacrosse scholarship, and then they told me that I couldn't play my fucking season, I would have been irate, dude. You know how much money I would have spent at the bar? I wasn't even twenty one, dude. I would have found a way. I would have found a uh, way. I don't think you would have tried too hard because I can't tell you how many uh, college campuses uh, really, really fight that fight. They'd have to toss me on a truck back home. <laughs> but anyways, all right, we'll do a quick round table here. I don't have anything on the docket, um, but I'm sure I can come up with something. But do you got anything on the top of your head you want to discuss? Um, on the spot here. Oh, I got a little tidbit, I guess, if you guys care. The NHL did some uh, – they have this thing where you can bring in the entry-level contracts. So different seasons – if you've got a prospect that plays in like the KHL or even college hockey, and you sign up to an entry-level contract, you can bring them in during the playoffs – if they're done with playing their other season, you just sign them to an entry-level contract at a certain date, um, I think is how it works. Well, pretty much what happened was they're like, now all these other seasons are getting done. And if the NHL playoffs play 
like this summer, there's going to be a ton of guys available. Yeah. So the NHL said you can't sign entry level contracts with a twenty nine or twenty twenty date, and so <laughs> NHL teams filed entry level contracts with dates TBD, and the league was pissed. The league was yeah, pissed. so they got all these yeah. So now these guys done, are coming well in done. at date TBD, and I don't so it's, loopholes. Yeah. It's still TBD on if those are going to go through, but I don't, uh, I don't see the league accepting it. But still, it's funny that they, they uh, applied for them and the league was pissed about it. So, so here, here's mine. Uh, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but, but to me, this is very, this is very NFL esque. So the NFL's got the Rooney Rule in place. You have to uh, interview one minority candidate. Uh, you know, we talked about. I guess in, uh, when I say we, we talk about it in our group chat. You know, Tom Tom talked about how, you know, our department head for, for football talked about, you know, now they're doing this, uh, you know, this other thing. You're going to be doc draft picks, you know, if you don't do blah, blah, blah. To me, I don't care if you're white, you're black, you're yellow. If you're the most qualified person for that job, I want you to coach for my team. It has nothing to do with – it doesn't have anything to do with gender, you know. I mean – to me, I think the fact that the NFL is doing this, we're, we talk about, uh, you know, there, there's been different things with the Houston Texans calling his players as slaves or, or being treated like that. You know, Jerry Jones has had a lot of backlash. Um, we always talk about, you know, does racism still live? Yes, it's very much real. And I feel like the NFL is 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 creating a fine line for themselves in, in, in doing this. On the flip side, I know I'm not a minority, so – you know, my take is probably not as relevant as the next, but, but saying as a white man, I don't care if you're white or black coaching my team. It has nothing to do with this. I want the, I, it has nothing to do with that. I want the most qualified person, uh, being a Detroit fan. We always go back to that Jim Caldwell. I loved him as a coach. You know, I think everything that happened kind of spiraled out of control. I think he, he had a lot. Uh, the players really loved him. We jumped around. Now we're to Patricia. Um, you know, some people say that they can't stand the guy. He's horrible in the locker room. But then I also heard some people say that, you know, it's one of the best locker rooms to be in. It doesn't matter what you look like if you're coaching my team. That's what I think is – I feel like the NFL is treading a very fine line. Uh, I feel like Goodell just says, okay, um, you did something stupid. Here, hold my beer. I'm going to take it to the next level. Um, here nor there, like I said, this has – this. This has everything to do with race, but it has nothing to do with race. There's no point in it once whatsoever. Uh, we want to get away from this kind of thing. The NFL, it's very disappointing to me. Uh, the Rooney Rule is very disappointing to me that it's that it's even in effect because if I was a minority, honestly, think of this. If you were a minority and you were were the only minority to, uh, to get a job interview with a team, would you think – a, you actually have a chance at that job, or B, you're just filling that role. Yep, you're just you're just checking a box. Yeah, so so to me, uh, the NFL is is treading a very fine line. Um, again, here nor there. That's just my two cents tonight. But uh, but Zach Mac, I, I appreciate uh, you letting me uh, get the reins again tonight. Uh, we run this show. We'll have a little. A little better. Actually, I thought I thought the topics were good today. We, we we usually ramble on. We talk about that, but uh, you know, between LeBron, Michael Thomas, Devontae, 
Bartolo Colon, Stanley Cups. I think there was enough to talk about in this uh, sports-laden season so far. So, so the usual on behalf of myself, uh, I can't say Puck Puck Pass. That's what I wanted to plug. But myself and Zach Mack here, the old Puck Puck Pass master, the fantasy live master. I mean, I mean, what what haven't you dabbled in? You were on, you've been on Chairgate, and we've talked about that. But uh, appreciate you guys turn, tuning in tonight, Zach. Another great one. Appreciate it. I know your slate's full. Classic. Thanks for making time. Instant Thanks classic. for making. Thank you for making time for me. Yeah, you bet, you bud. <laughs> Later.